Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of July 1st, 2019, and runs for approximately 25 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our Seat Yourself podcast. As most of you know, I'm Dave Turner. I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And Seat Yourself is where every week we bring you 15 to 20 minutes of what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. And as I mentioned last week, if you're looking for back episodes of Seat Yourself, you can simply go to seatyourselfpodcast.com. There you'll find all the back episodes and there's even a search function so that you can search for your favorite company or your favorite topic. And now after a quick trip to our Northern HQ, we're back in the beautiful city of Baltimore, Maryland here in the Tabletop Journal Studios for another episode of Seat Yourself. This week, some great news, some great celebrations, along with reports on some great new products. And of course, another great episode of 60 Seconds with Shannon, where it's category manager Shannon Talon of the Edward Don & Company and I cover the topic of the week. This week, we'll discuss wine decanters. Is this a trend that's returning? And if so, what types of restaurants are interested in wine decanters? And as always, Shannon gives us her insights, straightforward and unvarnished. So happy July, everyone. It's hard to believe we're at the midpoint of the year already. And with that, let's get things started. And see yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. This week's stat, 50%. That's the percentage, 50% of U.S. millennials that report they're not using restaurant takeaway and delivery as much as they would like. All this, according to the National Restaurant Association. The issue of takeout or food delivery or off-premise dining, whatever your preferred term is, from restaurants is an issue that we could report on literally every week, as there are lots of viewpoints on this quickly evolving phenomena. And how it will all shake out? Really anyone's guess. However, there are three things that are for certain. Number one, it's having an impact on the restaurant business. And therefore, it's having an impact on the tabletop category within the hospitality segment. Number two, it's not going to go away. Not with issues like the private equity money that's being literally poured into the delivery companies or with operators struggling to deal with issues like even or declining foot traffic or where to go to find employees. And finally, number three, now with half of all millennials saying they're not using takeaway or food delivery as much as they'd like to, it seems like off-premise consumption of food and beverage from restaurants is here to stay. And that's our stat of the week. 50% of millennials not using takeaway or food delivery is as much as they'd like to. And in our lead news story this week, here's a story about a great company in our industry that doesn't always get the love it should. And that company is Stolzel Glassware. This is a German company that produces not only the world-class high-performance crystal stemware that you use for enhancing your guest wine drinking experience, but it also makes great barware and accessories as well. And Stozel also produces the world-famous Glencairn glass. That's the glass that's endorsed by the Scotch Distillers Association, and more recently was named the preferred tasting glass for the U.S. Distillers Association as well. Since the beginning, the ambition for the Stozel glassware brand has always been to deliver the quote-unquote best product. And at the end of May, Stozel Lissitz, as the company is formerly known, celebrated its 130th anniversary of doing just that. The celebration was held at the company's headquarters location in Weisswasser, and that's in the Saxony area of Germany. This area of Germany has long been the traditional center of glass industry, 
But now the company is one of, or perhaps the last, remaining glassware manufacturer with international significance in that region of Germany. In late May, both customers and friends of the brand alike all traveled to Weisswasser to help the team from Stolzl celebrate this commemorative birthday. During the celebration speeches, Stolzl's managing director, Johann Nagel, stressed the importance of the many investments in the financial stability brought about by Stolzl's parent company. With the Stolzl brand currently active in about 120 countries, Nagel sees the brand as very well positioned, especially in restaurants and the international hotel chains that appreciate the high quality and the advantages of our glassware, said Nagel. He went on to continue by saying, Our growing presence and trend towards functional and elegant wine glasses supports our positive development on the world market, and the prospects and the future of our products and our brand are simply outstanding. Adding to Nagel's comments, Dr. Cornelius Grip, owner of Stozel Overglass AG, parent to the Stozel Glassware brand, emphasized the close connection of the parent company to the location of Weisswasser and to its employees. Grip said, We are not typical investors, but we have the long-term perspective in mind and the permanent ambition that our products will be the best on the market. And on a personal note, I can speak to having toured this factory. And while the Stozel production facility in Weisswasser may not be the world's largest factory, I found it to be incredibly clean and unbelievably well-organized. Stozel produces some of the world's finest glassware there, all made by some of our industry's most professional and nicest people. If any of you listeners to seat yourself ever have the opportunity to visit the Stozel factory, I would encourage you to take full advantage. I'm sure that like me, you will come away very, very impressed. You can read more about the 130-year-old celebration held at Stozel by visiting our story in the journal section of Tabletop Journal. And in our next news story this week, here's a partnership that has some enormous potential and looks like a great fit for both sides. As you know, at the NRA show recently, we interviewed the team from Acasa Hospitality, and now they formally announced their first partnership for sales representation, and that's with the multi-state sales rep group, Access Partners. Privately held and based in Rancho Cucamonga, California, Access Partners operates primarily in the 13 Western United States and serves national accounts all across North America. And during a recent training session at the NRA show, we had the opportunity to meet and interview the principals from both sides of this new partnership. And you can go to the industry news section of Tabletop Journal to hear all of what they had to say. But there was one comment in the interview that really stuck out to me. And that was the comment made by Scott Duke, president of Access Partners. And here's what Scott had to say. For us at Access Partners, it is the people that make the difference. Not just the people who work for us, but the people that we partner with as well. We're very happy and proud to be representing Mikasa Hospitality. Jeannie and Casey are awesome, and we're just excited to get started. Now, isn't that the way it really should be all the time? Access Partners operates in three categories in the food service sector. First of all, they're in food service packaging. And of course, they're in equipment and supplies, and that would be where tabletop comes. But they also do some Jansan as well. And each category is supported by a distinct team of experienced sales and customer service people along with each having its own marketing resource team as well. And of course, we've told you about the Mikasa Hospitality team before. This new startup is an independently run organization, all under the umbrella of the publicly traded company, Lifetime Brands. And with total sales of over $700 million annually, Lifetime Brands is already in the food service business with its separately managed Taylor Precision Instruments business. Mikasa Hospitality, partnering with the team at Access Partners. It should be a great combination. Best of luck to all involved.
In our first product segment this week, we're going back to a company that we find to be one of the most interesting companies currently in the hospitality tabletop sector. And that company is Chef Forward. And it's not so much that Chef Forward is the biggest or even the fastest growing, although I will tell you indeed they're growing very quickly in many regions of the world. It's just that Chef Forward is one of the more interesting companies we've seen in a long time come through the hospitality tabletop sector. And they're interesting on many levels and in also in ways that are not always obvious. But more on that a little later. And at this year's NRA show, the trend of Chef Forward being interesting continued with several new product collections from both Chef Forward and from their partner company, Spain's Ceramics Grappara. First up, David Richmond, founder and president of Chef Forward, takes us through the Chef Forward's new vibrant collection. Hi, I'm very excited to introduce you to our brand new line of cast aluminum products. The concept behind it is, when you look at the tabletop, we spend so much time developing beautiful ceramic and melamine items, and many people forget about ramekins, and that's all part of the tabletop. So at Chef Forward, our goal was to create products that are unique and different and eye-appealing. And sauces are so important, and presentation is so important of those sauces. And so rather than just the regular basic ramekins and sauce dishes, we decided to develop a line of cast aluminum uh, ramekins and bowls and platters that are dishwasher safe, multicolor, in rose golds and tea coppers, in gunmetal, in bright silvers that are all dishwasher safe, great for presentations. They are something that is unique to the industry. It has taken us quite some time to develop these products and the shapes. And as you'll see, these products are beautiful. They offer a great presentation. They offer enhancement to the tabletop. As I was developing this line with chefs and I was showing them drawings and gave them a few samples, the excitements that they showed to us was fantastic. So we've developed a line such as that. And then we're further expanding it to take this concept to a line of buffet and catering items that are permanent because as you know, Melamine is wonderful, it's a great presentation, and ceramics are great, but what's the most durable product out there is metal. And so if we can bring color and enhancement to the buffet area, we're gonna do that as well. So thank you for taking a look at this from Chef Forward. You can check out the images of the new Vibrant Collection in our story on Tabletop Journal. It's in the journal section. The pieces of this new Vibrant Collection are magnificent and come in lots of unique shapes, and sizes, from very small ramekins to very large serving pieces. It's all there. Vibrant Collection from Chef Forward. Along with Vibrant, we also spent time falling in love with Grippur's new Stoneheart terracotta serving pieces. We were there when, while we were at the NRA show. We were there and had the good fortune to have Albert Bellapart, the company's sales director, take us on through the line. This is, uh, this is Graupera. This is a Spanish company called Ceramicas Graupera. We are from Spain. Uh, we are a terracotta manufacturer, but we manufacture a special terracotta, fired at highest temperature to get the product uh, more stronger, uh, less porosity, porosity close zero, 
and uh, we are introducing the, these goods, these new lines to Chef Forward, our, our American distributor, and we are here showing the NRA show in McCormick in Chicago, uh, showing uh, to the American distributors, American customers, uh, the, to introduce this product in the the terracotta is a special product. Uh, is it, it used to be used in Mexican restaurants, uh, uh, Italian restaurants, to to provolone, to to, to to serve a guacamole, to serve many kind, of, and of course, it is the most 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 popular dish is the tapas dish. You know, David, uh, tapas dish is not also is not only a, a is not only a, a dish. is a concept is a concept is a is a is a is a meal concept. Uh, it belongs to the Spanish culture. Everybody who visits Spain, who who knows Spain, loves the tapas dish, and we are selling the or this product to serve tapas dish. Uh, worldwide, uh, we are selling in Japan, Australia, and all the countries of Europe, of course. And now we are introducing in USA. We have some customers in USA, but we want to launch. Otherwise, we are making another kind of things. Like, for example, this year we introduced the new reactive glazes. Uh, as you are seeing, David, uh, like the black, in white, the brown. And this is the what we are we're showing. The tagines are beautiful. Yes, the tagines are beautiful. Tagines don't belong to the Spanish culture, belong to the Moroccan culture. But uh, we are introducing, we make tagines since long time ago. But in this case, uh, we are, it is the first time we are launching the tagine with the new called Stone Heart, this new terracotta, stronger, fight at the highest temperature to serve for restaurants. Needless to say, there's a lot happening these days at Chef Forward. And there's another major aspect that makes Chef Forward a very interesting company, and that is their approach to how they do their business. Those familiar with the company already know this. The Chef Forward company has a unique company ethos, and it's made up of niceness and partnership that sometimes we see as being very rare in these competitive times. Interesting products and an even more interesting company. That's Chef Forward. You can find out more about Chef Forward by going to their website, and it's chefforward.com. In our next product segment this week, hospitality tabletop leader Art Cardinal was another company that launched several new products at the show in Chicago recently. The new products offered from Art Cardinal covered all categories of tabletop, dinnerware, glassware, flatware, and even a little mixology thrown in as well. According to Art Cardinal's Vice President of Marketing, Nicole Vanderhoof, as we collaborate with mixologists and chefs, we aim to create products that are both trendy and add value to bars and restaurants. Regarding specifically the new products, Vanderhoof continued, one collection that we're really excited about is Evolutions. It's extremely versatile and can be seen anywhere from casual dining all the way to buffets. Evolutions dinnerware is made of opal and fully tempered glass and is offered in three colors, white, granite, and black. There's also a variety of shapes that are available in the Evolutions dinnerware collection. To continue staying on trend, Art Cardinal announces two new additions to flatware. First of all, Kaya Black. This is a bold take on the already popular Kaya flatware collection, and the new black mirror finish offers a modern style that works on a wide variety of tablescapes, 
and also the Kaya Black version is very scratch resistant. Add to that Art Cardinal's new steak knife marble. Here the company uses this key material to inspire and to embody the luxury, the elegance, and the classicism that comes with a classic steakhouse. And finally, the category that Art Cardinal is perhaps best known for, glassware, also receives a new product love from the product development team at the Art Cardinal Company. First of all, with more and more creativity coming from within the cocktail segment, Art Cardinal has now introduced Vina Cocktail, a glass that can be used in hotels, cocktail bars, and in restaurants. According to the company, Vina Cocktail is designed to work best with gin-based cocktails and other spirit-forward cocktails as well. And of course, the ever-popular sangria. And then, the company continues its focus on the craft beer segment with the launch of the Beer Premium Collection that adds an elevated design to the everyday bar. Simple, straightforward, not complicated. That's what we like when it comes to our beers and the glass where we drink them from. So you're going to like, we think, the Beer Premium Collection from Mark Cardinal. And then finally, Arcarock. Arc Cardinal's brand that is perhaps best known for its barware introduces additions to its mixed collection of bar accessories. The mixed collection is designed to withstand the rigors of high-volume restaurants and bars while still focusing on the craft itself. Mixed collection was created by experienced mixologist Chris Adams, whose experience in establishing some of the world's most acclaimed bar programs has been a big part of the collaboration with Arc Cardinal. The new additions to the mixed collection include an Ellis Bar Knife, an Ellis Sharpening Stone, and even a new muddler. Working with Chris is an ideal partnership, explains Vanderhoof. His experience building some of the world's best bar programs makes him an amazing asset to our team. You can learn more about all these new products and the other products that are from the wide range of hospitality tabletop items from Art Cardinal by simply going to their website, cardinalfoodservice.com. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about wine decanters. Hey everybody, we're back here with Shannon Talon from the Edward Don and Company in Chicago. As you know, Edward Don and Company is one of the largest ENS suppliers uh, in this country. And Shannon, the question today is, when it comes to wine service in restaurants, we're really talking about, we've talked about wine glasses and what's going on with the glassware in wine service, but what about decanters? Are they really making a comeback? And if they are, why do you think that's happening? I think decanters are a really interesting subcategory because uh, they they it, it, they have a fit they have a fit depending on the operation. So I think that, um, for example, a restaurant with a very robust wine program, uh, they might be likely to have varietal specific wine glasses. And in that case, I think that a decanter serves as more of a, uh, a piece of theater. A decanter is either something that is brought table side and used to serve wine, or it's left on the table. Perhaps it's left you know, next to the table. And I think it can be a conversation piece. It can be part of the aesthetic. It's part of the overall experience. That's why I sort of call it a piece of theater. I mean, there are decanters on the market that are just so stunning that you can't help but stop and stare at them. However, I think if you have sort of on the flip side, if you have a restaurant that has a moderate 
wine program that uh, is suitable for uh, sort of the the everyday consumer of wine or folks that aren't uh, as knowledgeable or might not consider themselves wine connoisseurs, you might see in those restaurants or what we see a lot is use of the all-purpose wine glasses. And in that case, I think that decanters serve a very specific functional purpose. They are used to open up wines um, in a way that maybe the all-purpose glassware can't. So I think um, I think that decanters are here to stay. I think we will see cool, funky, unique shapes and profiles of decanters um, for, for years to come. And I think depending on the operator's wine program, there's certainly a fit, whether they want it again for that aesthetic or for the functional purpose. So, uh, it's all about the wine program and what you're trying to accomplish with the experience for your guests. But I, I, I do think they're here to stay. Um, I love, uh, wine decanters. I mean, if you use them in your home as a consumer, uh, then you probably love seeing them, uh, in use at a restaurant. So they certainly have a fit. I think they're here to stay. I love the idea of the theater of dining. It really, and, and, and certainly decanters with wine and wine programs really can make a big difference in that regard. Sometimes we get caught up in the practical components of dining, how to reduce costs and whatever. And I think to go the other way at very little cost, you can do the decanter thing and it really changes the whole guest experience. So Absolutely, I, I agree. Now here's Dave this week's commentary. This week, Dave talks about why we need to consider the micro experience. We've often talked about the customer experience here in our commentary segment of Seat Yourself. And usually we've talked about how a more holistic view of the customer experience or the customer journey is really needed. And whether you're an operator listening to Seat Yourself or a supply chain specialist or even a manufacturer, all that's still very, very true. But today, I want to talk about the micro experience in dealing with our customers. After all, it's really a whole series of micro experiences that make up that total brand impression that our customer have of us, is it not? Every time our company and our brand comes in contact with a customer or a potential customer, we're creating a micro experience. And more importantly, we need to recognize that and understand that all these micro experiences add up leading to how that customer or potential customer will view us and our brand. So if you're a marketer, every social media post counts. And if you're a server in a restaurant, every guest engagement is critical. Now, on a personal note, one thing I look for in a restaurant is my server really looking at me. I mean, looking at me really right straight in the eye. I'm surprised at how many simply come up to my table, recite the specials, take a drink order or more without ever really looking at anybody at the table. Maybe it's just me. But that's not my idea of a great micro experience. The same can be true with customer service people and even salespeople. Often customer service people are somehow looking to quote unquote solve my problem and get on to the next customer without really listening to what my issue may be. Salespeople, many of them are so intent on selling the newest widget from their company, they often forget to listen to what the customer needs in that situation really are. All these are example of micro experiences that unfortunately often do not leave the right brand impressions or get the desired results, which is a totally satisfied customer. Last week, we talked about how important company culture is. The idea of providing great micro experiences one at a time so that they add up to a great overall customer experience, that's part of a larger culture within an organization. You see it all the time. Just go to a Chick-fil-A sometime. 
Watch how they take what amounts to a split second or so to say please and thank you, all while looking you in the eye while doing it. You never get the feeling that they're just moving you on to get to the next customer. And yet, they're one of the most profitable fast food chains out there. And yes, they're only open six days a week. Micro experiences, are they part of the culture of your organization? Or better yet, do you recognize great micro experiences of your employees? This coming week, maybe you could take a look around in your organization and watch for great micro experiences. Remember, the customer journey is real and each step the customer takes along that journey is a micro experience. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. That concludes this week's edition of Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series. Check us out at SeatYourselfPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Seat underscore Yourself underscore. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out TabletopJournal.com or email Dave at DT at TabletopJournal.com. And don't forget, please subscribe, rate, and review.